Hey everyone, welcome back to the Worldview Minute. As we look at the doctrine of Scripture, we should talk about, take a step back and talk about what is often called biblical theology. And biblical theology has really been on the rise. It's been a focus and an emphasis of so much of New Testament studies, Old Testament studies, preaching, teaching, which is a good thing. Biblical theology is filling in and looking at how the, the story works across uh, all of Scripture from beginning to end. And so, as we understand the doctrine of Scripture, we're, we're really trying to see the big picture of it. You can't understand the parts until you've seen, seen the big picture of it. And when we talk about biblical theology in its most basic and generic sense, we're talking about the four movements of Scripture. Creation, fall, redemption or salvation, and consummation or recreation. Those are, those are the four movements of creation. And what is often said is that these four movements of the storyline encapsulate all of Scripture. All of Scripture falls under one or multiples of these, of these four movements of Scripture. And that's all well and good, but we need to stress when we talk about the Bible as authoritative, as, as God-breathed, as complete, and as sufficient, and then we branch into biblical theology, it's not enough to say that creation, fall, redemption, and recreation are the storyline of Scripture. Scripture is claiming that that's the storyline of the entire universe. Yes, it is the storyline of Scripture, but it is so much more than that. This is The Bible claims that this is what is there. This is true to what reality is. These four movements of Scripture are the four movements of the cosmos. This is God's divine plan revealed in Scripture for everything that exists. And in it, we can then see that this is the foundation, the lens by which we can come to understand ourselves, the world, and God. That this is how God moves. This is how he saves throughout human history, throughout creation, and this is how we're to understand ourselves in light of everything else. So this is the, the foundation, the lens by which we come to understand all of reality. This, this simple four movements of scripture are the four movements of everything that exists, the, the entire cosmos as it were. So let's dive into that a little bit here in today's episode. We start with creation, because I want you to see, as we unpack these, that there's a comprehensive picture given to us of all of life. The Christian faith and worldview, the Christian system, as it were, is a totalizing and comprehensive system. There's not a single molecule that escapes this system. There's not spiritual and sacred parts of life and secular parts of life. We're going to look at that at the next video. But that all of life is encompassed in the storyline of Scripture. And it starts with creation. The God who was there, as we've covered in previous videos, created absolutely everything that exists, whether seen or unseen. God creates everything. He speaks it into existence. And therefore, therefore, right? he owns it all. He determines the meaning of everything. Right? He plants man in his creation as his divine representation. And that he is to go and subdue all of creation, not some of creation, not just the secular parts, not just the spiritual or sacred parts, but man as God's representative in creation is given dominion over everything. And he's to go forth to the ends of the world, to the ends of the cosmos, and subdue creation for the glory of God. So what you have at the beginning, at the very beginning of scripture, is the God who creates absolutely everything. And the God who creates man in his image to rule over absolutely everything. Right? We read in the New Testament that we're even going to rule over angels in the, in the, re, in the new creation. But for now, we can, we can say God, there is nothing in creation, there's nothing that exists that is outside the scope of the story of creation. Right? To exist is to be, to be created. So the Christian worldview starts with this foundational assertion that God created everything. 
God provides meaning and purpose and definition of everything that exists. You don't get to define it. I don't get to define it. We may discover the definitions God has given to it. He reveals that to us through general revelation and special revelation. But we have this comprehensive, totalizing beginning. God made everything, and he declared that it was very good. The creation is not to be escaped, but it is very good. Second movement of scripture and of the universe is the fall. And man, as God's representative, over God's good creation, chooses rebellion, chooses to seek his own power. And so God curses the serpent, the angelic realm, we might say, the demons and, and, and Satan who fall. Sin impacts that. He curses the woman and the man. Humanity, his representative, both male and female, both equally bears image and are both equally cursed. And then he cur- curses the ground. He curses the cosmos. He, co- he curses the creation. And everything now groans under entropy in the fall. It's Creation has been subjected to futility, Romans chapter 8, against its will. So you have a totalizing beginning. And then the fall answers, what's gone wrong? Every worldview, every system has to say, well, what's gone wrong? What's, what needs to be fixed? Well, sin. We have a moral universe. The problem at the heart of the universe is moral, that man has chosen rebellion. And this sin and its impact is absolutely pervasive. There's nothing that it does not touch besides God, right? There's nothing that it does not touch. The angelic realm has fallen. The unseen realm has fallen to an extent. The seen realm has fallen. Man is totally depraved, not as bad as he possibly can be. There's no aspect of human humanity that has not been stained and ruined by the fall. And so, totalizing beginning, totalizing problem, comprehensive. Everything's touched. Everything's covered by the fall. The next stage of scripture and of the universe is redemption. And in Genesis 3.15, we have the first gospel message. That someone will come from the seed of the woman and crush the head of the serpent. That this problem is going to be dealt with. And that problem is developed across the canon. God does it through many different covenants. He reveals us new things. There's a progression to this revelation. This is the other thing uh, that biblical theology often recognizes. That as the storyline develops, we learn more about what man's problem is. What solutions will and won't work. And what this Messiah is. Or who this Messiah is and what he will do. And that finds its culmination in the person in the work of Christ. When we read of this Christ in Colossians 1, 15 through 20, we've been through this before, that he's the Lord over everything. He's the Lord over creation, that when God created, the word was there. Everything was created through the word, by the word, and for the word. And that all things, whether seen or unseen, in heaven and on earth, Colossians 1, 20, are being redeemed by him, by the blood of his cross. So this redemption, just like the beginning, uh, just like the fall, this redemption is totalizing. It will touch all of the universe. Again, Romans chapter 8, creation itself longs and is groaning for this deliverance from this futility it's been subjected to. So, beginning, totalizing, problem totalizing, solution totalizing, and then we have the consummation or recreation, that God is making or remaking the universe better than it was before in that it is now made permanently perfect through the work of Christ. Or if you fast forward to the end of scripture, Revelation 21 and 22, you read that God is making some things new. No, he's making all things new. He's making all things new through Christ who reigns over everything, that everything is being subjected to his authority underneath his feet, and that he is making all things new. And you have this picture of this Eden and heaven descending upon earth again, God dwelling with man again, and creation being made perfect throughout the ends of creation, through all the galaxies and universes that we know are made perfect perfect, renewed forever through the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ, that all things are being reconciled to him, whether seen or unseen, whether in heaven or on earth. 
totalizing, comprehensive beginning, middle, and end. This is the Christian worldview. This is the movement not only of scripture, but it is how we are to understand ourselves, our life, society, world history, science. Everything is understood upon this foundation and through this lens. That God created everything, that everything was impacted by man's fall into sin, that God is redeeming all things through Christ, and everything will be redeemed and made new through the work of Christ. This is the totalizing, integrative system of the Christian faith and worldview. And you have to see here, nothing is excluded from it. Nothing is not touched by these four movements. And so when we talk about scripture being sufficient, being authoritative, and all of those things that it is in complete, um, we are also need to see that that storyline is meant to be applied. It's not just the storyline of scripture. It's the storyline of you and me, our children, of our grandchildren. It is the story of the universe. And it centers on the person and the work of Christ who is Lord over everything by nature of who he, who he is, God the Son incarnate, and what he has done. I encourage you to like, comment, and share in this video as we continue to unpack the Christian worldview while one video at a time showing that uh, Christ is Lord over absolutely everything.